Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice today and every day, and we will be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, your girl. Yes, Dr. Lynn Gobel. I am back this week with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. Listen, I just keep coming back each week to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. So again, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support and tune in to the Godcast podcast each week. Listen, I love and I appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. And you know what? I am sending big hearts and lots of love right back to all of you all across the world. And listen, we only have one week left before the end of season two. So after next week, as I prepare to go on summer break, as I'm sure most of you will be doing the same, I hope that you will continue to support as well as subscribe to the Beautiful Soul Sunday website. The website is www.beautifulsoulsunday.com. That's B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L-S-O-U-L-S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. Or you can join the Facebook group page for Beautiful Soul Sunday or you can follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Instagram for some encouragement. And I hope that you will be back and join me for season three. So I'm very excited and prayerfully, listen, I am leaning into the voice of God so that he will continue to speak a timely word and a right now word for your life. So I pray that all of you beauties have had an amazing week, worry-free, stress-free, trouble-free. But if you did find yourself in trouble, hopefully you knew that you were not in trouble by yourself because we serve a God who will get right there in trouble with us. Did you know that is the nature of the Holy Spirit? As part of God's three-part nature, three-part being God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, each being one but having their own nature, and the Holy Spirit does have a special nature. When we speak of His nature, we are speaking of the basic qualities which describe Him. The Bible teaches us that part of the Holy Spirit's nature is that he is omnipresent, meaning that he is everywhere. David said it like this in Psalms 139 verses 7 and 8. Verse 7 says, 
whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence? In other words, David was saying, where can I go and not find your spirit there? Where can I run to and not be in your presence? Oh, my goodness. Verse eight says, if I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. This is part of the beautiful poetic dialect we see in King David's writings. David is so descriptive and detailed in painting a picture for us, declaring that God is present at your conception and birth because we are made in the image of God, alluding to the creation of the first man, Adam. And not only is David very detailed, but he is also confirming that this is the reason why we can have confidence in knowing that God has a special plan and purpose for each person who has ever been born. So wherever you find yourself and regardless of the situation you find yourself in, know that the omnipresence of God places him right smack dab in the middle of your presence, no matter where you are or what you are doing. Not only is God, the Holy Spirit, omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere at the same time, but he is also omniscient, meaning that he knows all things. So listen, whenever you are in trouble, God already knows. And according to St. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, God already knows what you need before you even ask him. Now, we are instructed in the word of God to ask for what we want. So it doesn't mean that we are taking God for granted just because he already knows what we need. But it means that we are acknowledging that we need him in every situation in our lives. And here's what Romans chapter 8, verse 27 says He that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Also in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, it says this. I has not seen, neither ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them who love him. Verse 10 says, God has revealed them, them being the things that God has prepared for you. God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. So God searches our hearts and he knows the mind of the spirit and he knows what we need before we even ask him. I'm going to read the New International Version of these same passages of scripture just to try to bring a better understanding of what the Apostle Paul was saying when he wrote these verses of scripture. Verse 9 out of the NIV says, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, 
the things God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So the spirit searches all things for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So we may not be able to understand God a lot of times, or we may not be able to understand why we have to endure hardness like a good soldier, as the Apostle Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. He instructed him to endure hardness like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So what was Paul saying? He was saying you have to endure affliction and you will have to suffer trouble, but endure it, bear it, go through it, persevere, stay fortified, be patient while you are going through it. Wait right there in the trouble, in your affliction, because maybe God is trying to teach you something. And maybe while you are in your affliction, you very well may need to learn something. Not so much for you, but to be an example to someone else who may see your struggle and see your hurt, your pain, and know that if God brought you out, God can bring them out. And listen, you can be that witness for someone else that God delivered you And let that be a testimony to you that God will deliver them to. One translation of endure in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 10 means to abide right there where you are. In other words, listen, sometimes it's okay to stay right there and camp out in your affliction. One translation of this passage of scripture says to stay under it and remain right there for a minute because you may not be enduring affliction for yourself, but you could potentially be enduring your affliction, your pain and your suffering for someone else. Here's what the Apostle Paul goes on to say. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. Listen to this. Verse 7 says, Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember, Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Verse 9 says, For which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. So Paul is saying, listen, I am on lock with my suffering. I am locked down to my pain. I'm locked down to my affliction. But here's what he goes on to say. He says, I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. Wait a minute, what? He didn't say I am enduring hardness for myself. He said I am going through this 
for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Listen, Paul also told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, that if we suffer with him, we shall also reign or abide with him. So in other words, if I never knew trouble, I would never know that God could be a healer, a deliverer, and a savior. I have to be able to identify with the sufferings of Christ in order to reign with him. Job said it like this in Job chapter 14, verse 1. He says, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. They spring up like flowers and wither away like fleeting shadows. They do not endure. Do you fix your eye on them? In other words, are you looking at the ones who cannot endure those who evade suffering? Are you identifying with those who try to avoid conflict and affliction? Listen, you may be suffering, you may be in trouble, but stay right there because your suffering could be for the sake of someone else. You have to be willing to endure and go through whatever you have to go through. Endure hardness like a good soldier of Jesus Christ because after you have suffered a while, according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says that God will establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. That means God will restore you, make you firm, steadfast, unmovable, and stronger than you have ever been because he's omnipresent, he's right there with you, and he's omniscient. He knows exactly what you are going through, even before you go through it. He already knows what you're dealing with, what you are going through, and what your struggles are. But listen, God is not only omnipresent in your situation, not only is he omniscient, meaning that he already knows your situation, but God is also omnipotent, which means that he, the Holy Spirit, is all-powerful and he is eternal. Listen, I am going to take a short break, but when I come back, I want to talk about just how powerful God is, especially in the midst of trouble. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the show. 
Before the break, I mentioned that God is omnipotent, meaning that he is all powerful. And in Psalms 62 verse 11, it says, God has spoken once, but twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. So God, the Holy Spirit, has so much power that once you receive his spirit, guess what? It gives you power because according to Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So God is omnipotent. He is all powerful and he is eternal. He is an everlasting God. He had no beginning and he has no ending. I mean, can you really wrap your head around that? In other words, the eternal nature of the Holy Spirit can be illustrated by a circle. For instance, if you look at a circle, it has no starting point, no ending point. It just exists. It just is. And God just is. The eternal nature and personality of the Holy Spirit is the three-part nature of God, but the Holy Spirit also has an individual personality. The Bible teaches us and reveals that the Holy Spirit has a mind and he also searches the mind. And I talked about that earlier in the show when I referenced 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But here's what I want you to know. One of the personalities of God, the Holy Spirit, is that he is an intercessor. That is one of his personality traits. So check this out. Not only will God show up in the midst of your trouble and get in trouble right there with you, but while he's there in the middle of your trouble, he is also praying and interceding on your behalf. Here's what Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says. Likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or spoken. That's the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit to your situation. So he is in trouble with you and he is praying for you in the midst of your trouble and your struggle, speaking things on your behalf that you are not even aware of. The Holy Spirit has a sensitive nature. This means he has feelings that can be affected by the actions of man. And this is the reason why, according to Psalm 46, 1, which I read last week, that God is our refuge, meaning our defense. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, and we will not be afraid. The entire passage of scripture in Psalm 46 is written in the third person to remind the reader and the listener that God is their strength and he is at work in the midst of their struggle. 
By the time we reach verse 10, however, something happens. The point of view shifts from third person to second person. Instead of writing about the Lord, here the Lord himself addresses the reader or the listener directly. Just to assure you and let you know that even in the midst of the worst situations, we have to trust God to the point that we know he is not giving us anything that we cannot handle. Wow. Did you hear that? I mean, I am really ministering to myself right now, but we have to be able to see God in the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have to know that he is right there with us in the midst of turmoil, as well as in the midst of trouble. There are so many passages of scripture throughout the book of Psalms, which deals with trouble. And I want to read just a few of these passages of scripture. Out of Psalms 27, 5, it says, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Psalm 32, 7 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. You shall compass me about with songs of deliverance, Selah. In other words, think about that. Psalm 37, 39 says, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Psalm 91, 15, it says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Psalm 107, verse 6 says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Psalm 107, 13 says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. Psalm 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You shall stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand shall save me. And then out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 8, it says the righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked cometh in his stead. So what that means to the believer is that I will deliver you out of trouble and where you were in trouble, God says I will snatch you out of the trouble and put the wicked or your enemies in trouble in your place. God is saying that I will take you out of trouble and switch places with the enemy and cause the enemy or the wicked to be in the trouble you were once in. Mm -hmm. God says that I will switch places with you and the enemy, which brings me to my next verse of scripture out of Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13, that says the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. 
in the book of Nahum, chapter one, verse seven, it says the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows them that trust in him. And listen, if anyone knows about God being in the midst of trouble and their trouble being turned on the enemy and switching places with the enemy, it is the three Hebrew boys. I'm sure they would be able to attest to the fact that not only is God in trouble, but when things heat up in your life, God will be right there in the fire with you. For those of you who may not be familiar with the story, there were three Hebrew boys named Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. However, their names were later changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by the prince of the eunuchs because they were subsequently promoted to positions in the Babylonian government. And if you remember, or you had an opportunity to listen to the previous episodes, What's in a Name a few weeks ago, I talked about names having power, and I talked about how meaningful names are and how names are much more powerful when God changes your name because God will change your name not for who you are, but for who you shall be and not for where you are right now, but for where you are going. The three Hebrew boys are first mentioned in Daniel chapter one, where they are brought to Babylon along with Daniel to study the Chaldean language and literature with a view of them serving at the king's court and their Hebrew names are replaced with the Chaldean or Babylonian names. Anytime God changes your name, it is so that your name can line up with your purpose. And let me tell you, these three Hebrew boys had a purpose which positioned them to prosper and to be promoted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into a fiery furnace by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon when they refused to bow to the king's image. The three are preserved from harm, and the king sees four men walking in the flames, and the Bible tells us that the fourth man looked like the Son of God, which really always intrigues me because... All of this took place prior to the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So if Jesus hadn't even come on the scene yet, how was it that they knew it was him and they knew what the Son of God looked like? In Daniel chapter 3, verse 11, this is where the decree was made that whoever does not fall down and worship the golden image would be thrown into a fiery furnace. And of course, the three Hebrew boys refused to bow down. And they even said in verse 17, if it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Verse 18 says, but if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up before us. So listen, they said, even if God doesn't deliver us, we still are not going to bow. Good God Almighty, listen, 
You have to know in your spirit and still be willing to go through the trouble, go through the fire, even if God does not get in the trouble with you, even if he doesn't deliver you, you have to let the enemy know that you still won't bow. And verse 19 says that this really enraged King Nebuchadnezzar and he commanded that the furnace be turned up seven times hotter than the normal temperature. So let me tell you something. Even when the heat has been turned up in your life seven times hotter, you're going through this, you're going through that. You suffered a loss. You lost your job. You went through a divorce. Listen, even though the heat is turned up in your life seven times hotter than usual, you still have to have enough fortitude to go through the fire and know that even if God doesn't deliver you, that you are still going to trust him. You are still going to believe him. You are still going to stand on his word and know that no matter what the outcome is, you are going to be victorious. And I just have to read these verses of scripture to you. In Daniel chapter three, verse 24, it says, King Nebuchadnezzar was astound and he rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, yes, O king. Verse 25 says, he answered and said, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Verse 26 says, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and he spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. Then they came forth out of the midst of the fire. And here is where God switched places with their enemies. Verse 22 says, therefore, because the king's commandment was so urgent and the furnace was exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew the men who threw Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the furnace. So it didn't consume them but it consumed who threw them in there. Oh my goodness, I wish someone would catch that because when someone tries to put you in trouble, know that God will pull you out of trouble and put your enemies in there in your place. Verse 27 says, and the princes, governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, that is the omnipotence of God, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. And at that point, the king blessed them and delivered his servants and trusted in him. And he made a decree that every person, nation, and language which spake anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made of dung, because there is no other God that can deliver my God. This is the reason why the prophet Isaiah could write in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 2 When you pass through the waters, 
I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow or overtake you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle or consume you. And you know, the entire passage of Isaiah chapter 43 is absolutely amazing because the entire word of God is such a love story. The first time I read the Bible in its entirety from Genesis to Revelation, my takeaway was how valuable God's people are to him and how important covenant is to God. Part of the reason why I love this passage of scripture so much, I don't know why it really makes me smile like cheese really hard, but I absolutely love to hear God talk about himself. Verse three says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for you. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honorable and I have loved you. Therefore, will I give men for you and people for your life. Listen, this is why we can have faith, confidence and trust to be still and know that God is God. When you know, it means in this instance to properly ascertain the situation by seeing and acknowledging and being aware of who God is and what he can do. So how does acknowledging God impact us being still? When we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is who he says he is, the I am, the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, omnipotent God who is all-powerful, holy, sovereign, faithful, infinite, and good. When we acknowledge God in our situations, especially during times of trouble, we can trust him and surrender to his plan because he gives us a better understanding of who he is and what he can do. Before I end the show today, I just want to leave you with this scripture quote out of Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So when trouble comes, don't focus on your inabilities and what you can't do. Focus on God's abilities in not only what he can do, but what he will do on your behalf. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Until next week, remember, God never shies away from trouble and neither should you because whatever you are faced with and whatever you are going through, know that God will not let you face it or go through it alone because he is right there with you. So that should encourage you to keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind 
Keep a beautiful mind and listen, never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.